listening and welcome to the fourth episode of RegTech Live with Clause Match. The aim of these sessions is to provide you with a 10-minute live discussion around technology and compliance, speaking with leading industry experts every Thursday lunchtime. Today, I'm joined by Rose Chapman, where we'll be speaking about the changing role and future of compliance. Rose, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. I must add, I am actually very jealous of your lockdown location. Would you mind giving us an introduction to yourself? <laughs> yes, thank you, Freddie. Um, well, yes, um, Rose Chapman, I have just um, moved away from the UK where I was um, Global Head of Compliance and Ethics for a technology company. Um, and I've moved to Tortola in the British Virgin Islands where I'm now Principal Tutor at the Financial Services Institute. Uh, so it's been quite a change and uh, not a bad view when you're in lockdown. I'm sure it's better than my view in Elephant Castle. <laughs> um, the role of compliance has definitely shifted significantly post 2008, um, becoming a more integrated part of business, um, uh, allowing uh, compliance to be part of strategic decision making, as well as playing the more obvious roles of embedding the right culture um, and evidence, evidence in compliance and regulations. What are some of the more recent changes in compliance that you have noticed? And then I'm also interested to understand how that compares with your recent role in, in uh, the Caribbean. Okay, yes. Well, I have noticed in recent times in my work that um, and in, from uh, the work that I've encouraged, um, is that we are depending more and more upon te technology solutions. Um, I think this is a, a really good idea. And over the last six, seven years, I've introduced at least um, five or six um, online processes that we've actually developed in-house, bearing in mind we were a technology company. So I've moved out to um, the British Virgin Islands and um, here, the uh, em embracing of technology, shall we say, has been happening at a slower pace, as you might expect in the Caribbean. And it certainly is, um, is true. There is a, um, there's far more personal interaction, which actually is really nice uh, because you get to know people more and you get to see people a lot more. Um, however, of course, when we have a situation such as this COVID-19 that we're in at the moment, and people are working from home. It's a huge um, change in um, attitude uh, towards technology and in the um, approach to doing work. So I think currently there is something of a technological revolution going on here um, in the way of uh, professional um, working certainly at um, the Financial Services Institute and, and at the Commission. Um, it, I think it will help move uh, the territory forwards into the technological era and it could at the end of the day actually be really um, helpful even though of course the um, impetus has been this awful virus. So what do you think are some of the key challenges that you're facing right now? Um, some of the key challenges that I'm facing are how to um, help people to embrace the technology that we're now using. Uh, we're on this Zoom meeting um, and um, we just find that that's fine. But some people shy away from the technology 
And uh, with the uh, professional students that I am um, teaching now, uh, some of them will struggle for two or three sessions to actually get on to the session and I'm having to handhold them virtually um, to, uh, to actually get on to the session. So there's a huge uh, reticence, there's um, a lack of confidence, shall we say, in some people, some are very forward thinking, but um, some are, are really hesitant and not confident um, at the moment, I would say, with the, with the technological changes that we're having to embrace. I can definitely imagine that. I guess with innovative technology, um, technology really sits at the forefront for transforming uh, compliance um, as well as businesses. Um, for compliance specifically, it's to uh, automate a lot of the tedious, time-consuming administrative tasks. Um, <laughs> to really free up the time for compliance professionals to add value to the business. Yes. I think we've previously spoke about this um, and uh, I think there's a saying uh, that you don't get fired for buying IBM. And I think senior stakeholders <laughs> are reluctant to um, make big decisions with implementing RegTech. I wanted to ask you what you think are some of the key things you would look for in a regulatory technology company to make you more comfortable um, with uh, making a, a, a decision on implementing RegTech over making a safe bet or just staying uh, with the normal status quo? Yes, well, personally, I don't think that staying with the normal status quo is an option anymore. Um, I'm very much bought into uh, the technological solutions um, and have implemented a few myself in my the companies that I've worked in. Very simple ones, albeit, but ones that worked. Um, so I think that the, um, the embracing of uh, the technology um, really will help compliance professionals as they um, as the technology changes, as the regulations change, um, I think it will help. But as you say, there is some, something of a, a hesitancy to embrace that. Um, and I think that, that that comes back to the fact that technology had not used to be, the solutions used to be very um, clunky, for want of a better word. They were not intuitive. Um, they would be difficult to administer, difficult to operate. The, the salespeople would sell them with huge promises and then those promises failed. And there are so many um, stories of failed technology implementation. It's scary and it scares people off. And those senior folks who are now in the position perhaps of um, implementing new technology to their firms probably have a scare story or a, an awful experience in their minds thinking, oh no, you know, I so don't want this to happen. So for me, the future of technology is where the technology company has a relationship um, with the industry player, um, where, you know, however that should work, but the industry player and then the te technology person, you don't come in and sell the industry something, right, this is the best thing, it's going to work for you, it's everything you need, here's, you know, here you go, pay the money and never see them again. That just isn't possible, I believe, anymore, because regulation changes so quickly. The new um, intuitive technology can be an absolute blessing 
to um, governance, risk and compliance professionals. Um, it can, I have my um, example of my anti-bribery process is that for a um, gifts and entertainment sign-off. Um, we used to do it via email and I used to have to chase people and it would take from the sponsor to the sales folks to the legal people, the finance people, and it's all via email and written forms. And that um, carried on and I changed it to be an online process. And although very painful to implement because people weren't desperately keen, it actually shortened the time from an average of eight or nine days to approve one um, you know, substantial but gift and ent or entertainment um, to about four or five hours. And that was from the start to the finish of the entire process. So my time um, was freed up enormously. And instead of um, having the regions and the countries, um, all we have about 65 different countries we had to presence in, instead of each of these having to keep paper copies, can you imagine that keeping paper copies nowadays of these sign-offs and approvals? They were all held online in it was a SharePoint site, so they were all held. So as the applications came in, the applicants had to put all of the relevant documentation into that site. That site held everything and it was there. The evidence was there. So when it came to um, audits, when it came to audit time, all um, I had to do was to accept the invitation of the auditors and turn up with my laptop and we could go through anything wherever you wanted to look at it in the world. And that's, that's the way I see RegTech helping um, uh, governance risk and compliance professionals, saving masses of time and enabling us to, to look at the emerging risks and the actual items that need attention rather than the repetitive process-driven items that perhaps aren't working too well completely echo what you're saying and that I completely agree. Um, another thing that I think RegTech companies need to focus on to make uh, their potential clients confident is clearly proving that they can make their lives more efficient, more effective. Yeah. And so tie that clearly back to how that's actually going to help them with evidencing regulatory obligations. Um, it's uh, like you said, um, you, you can no longer go into a bank and try and sell a dream. It has to be clear cut yeah. and, um, and, and use referrals, for example, as well, you know, showing uh, success stories. So I, feel I like think referrals are, sorry to interrupt you, Freddie, but on that point, I do think that referrals are very um, important um, because where perhaps you've, as a, a younger professional, in governance, risk and compliance have um, tried or managed to implement a technological solution. It may not have worked so well. And it, it may be that um, now these seniors really um, need to know that it is working for an industry peer. Um, so it's always easier to sell once you've made sales. <laughs> I think that's always true. Um, but um, I think that it's more of a relationship I think they need to know that you've got a relationship with them, that you're not going to um, sell them a package that works for today and then take your money and they won't see you. 
you need to be selling them a package that says, okay, this is this for today. We realize that um, regulations will be changing. We've got our eye on data protection. We've got our eye on anti-money laundering. We've got our eye on what the regulators are, are doing for your industry. And we are going to ensure that you keep up to date. And that, that I believe should be part of the package that's sold. So you know that you're up to date today when you uh, purchase the solution, but you also know that the RegTech company that you've engaged with is committed to keeping you up to date and therefore taking some of the burden off the shoulders of the senior uh, management in GRC from having to horizon scan uh, quite so um, actively, shall we say. Definitely. I completely agree. It's, you know, it's, you have to be positioned as a strategic partner rather than, you know, yeah. handing someone something and running away. Um, what does compliance look like in 10 years? Uh, to me now, compliance in 10 years, I would like to think that all of the regulatory processes have been mapped properly and effectively. This is the legislation or let's, let's think about uh, Financial Action Task Force. This are its recommendations. Uh, this has been transposed into local law and um, this is what the regulatory body has in its requirements and it's mapped to processes and reporting um, that are supplied within that same package so you can see a logical flow from the origin of the um, requirement whatever it may be all the way through to what you're actually doing what the regulator requires and delivering that to the regulator and I've seen it um, myself uh, so often that if you set up, even Excel <laughs> in the old days was able to um, supply some of this capability, that if you set up your spreadsheet properly, you could forward the relevant information, pick out the information to uh, supply a report, perhaps a prudential compliance report to the regulator um, on, the, um, on the financial status of, of the company. And, and that's something that I helped to implement. I think we designed that must have been about 2008. So that's probably about, what, say 13 years ago, um, 12, 13 years ago. But that's the way I think it will be going to save the time on the basics, have that into RegTech and allow the compliance officer or senior GRCs to actually um, really embrace their strategic role. If you've got a new product and service coming in, you need to be on that to know what is it? What, how is this going to impact our regulatory compliance? Have they actually built in the systems and controls that we need to enable us to, to sell that product or use that service um, without it causing us regulatory risk? That's to me, that's the added value not the ploughing through day-to-day um, -day processes that can be um, more, ef more efficiently and effectively uh, managed by technology. Rose, I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, it has been a short but sweet conversation. I think to summarise, um, the recent changes I think are going to definitely push um, uh, transformation in technology um, and uh, provide a stimulus for change. Um, technology definitely with regards to regulatory technology um, when adopting technology you need to look for clear-cut 
ROI and then also an ongoing partnership with that technology provider for it to be successful. And then you've just really, really clearly um, given a great example of the future of compliance and how it's important for the business to be connected directly with the regulations in a, wow. you know, a live collaborative way. Um, thank you very much for speaking. Um, and hopefully everyone who's listening can join us again next Thursday. Thanks, Rose.